Jumbo, everyone. Harambe. And welcome to another edition of the, the Magic, Magic Our Way, Way Podcast. Podcast. Happy New Year, Danny. Happy New Year to you too, Kevin. How are you doing? I'm doing good. How yeah. you doing? I'm doing. I'm actually doing really good. You survived our New Year's Eve party intact. I see. yes, yes, yes. I came over to your house. We did the party thing. We met some of your awesome neighbors. We met the cops a few times. Met the cops a few times. Yeah, but it was it's okay. Nothing bad. Nothing <laughs> bad. Just firework related. You know. I yeah. Mean, technically, in this parish, you're not supposed to do it, but. You know, people do it anyway. Yeah, every, everyone <laughs> does it. It's only when old, cranky people who just have nothing to do but look out their window uh, decide to complain. Yeah, and, and so we got, we, can... we got to stop with the magic mushroom, yeah. Right. It's okay. <laughs> but we met your colorful neighbors, and that was neat. Yeah, the, the neighbors were, were very colorful. <laughs> a little too so for uh, yep. many people's taste. Yep. And then we'll leave it at that. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, but yeah, other than that, I'm doing really, really good because of the meal we just had, man. Oh, the meal was delicious. This was a meal almost of Disney caliber, if I must say so. Yeah. You know, if not, pretty much even with it. And if there, are, if there are any local listeners, uh, there's this place that's open in Fat City called Akira. They do sushi. They do hibachi. It is one of the nicest places inside. Yeah. And if you're local, you probably if you knew where Salvatore's was in Fat City, that's where they are now. It's that same location right by... Crazy Johnny's mm-hmm. across from Drago's in that area of Fat City. And for those people that are out of town or visiting, um, like Lee, Lee might want to go v- get mm-hmm. some food over there while he's in town if he can make it out to the suburbs a bit. Yeah, uh, Fat City's in Metairie. Yes. You know, just, just take Causeway North and you're, you'll, you'll see Fat City right there by that mall, behind that mall. You pass it right on your way into downtown New Orleans. Yeah, can't miss it, can't miss it. But anyway, yeah, I, I, Akira, Akira, right? Yes. Akira, excellent sushi. I mean, they brought me there for, for I had the pleasure of dining with your family. Yes. That was very, very nice. And mm-hmm. uh, man, it was just incredible. The service was awesome. Mm-hmm. The sushi, the food in general, I, I you know, I can only imagine what, the, we didn't have the hibachi tonight. They were too backed up. They were a little backed up, but you know, you always talk about the hibachi there, but the sushi was just absolutely absolutely incredible that's my favorite yeah and they made these appetizers you know like i was saying i was, I was like felt like i was dining with a vip yeah it's just like you know he told the sushi chef had daddy wants uh the special whatever you can make tuna thing yeah yeah it, it, that's such a treat when when you've developed a, a a good relationship with a sushi chef where you can say uh i'm looking for something tuna just have the chef surprise me yeah and time after time they they have done so where they bring out something new that i've never tried before and it has always been delicious it's yeah. always off menu and yeah. uh reminds me of the critic from ratatouille yeah yeah surprise me <laughs> <laughs> it really you don't even think about it like that because so many places are so like you know so many chain restaurants your applebee's yeah. your yeah but i remember one time walking into and this is way off topic but right. i walked into one of those chain restaurants one time they had a salad and i asked for the salad to be done without one of the ingredients i yeah. can't remember what it was and that the server who was about 16 17 years old said yeah. "Ooh, i can't do that because you see it all comes in a bag it all comes in a bag oh <laughs> yeah. my gosh so even this the salads at these chain restaurants and uh, it's a major chain i'm not gonna right. say it but uh, you just open it up and you pour it in there you go there's your salad there's your salad oh wow okay ew <laughs> <laughs> Well, I don't know. I go to a grocery store and buy salad in a bag too. But well, yeah, and you that's expect a that when you when you. Yeah. Buy, but I mean, when you're going out and you're spending like six ninety nine on a salad, you don't expect that it was 
package. Right, in the package. Bag. Yeah, you want you somebody expect it's fresh ingredients that was put somebody with a machete and a head of lettuce, or exactly, something, or iceberg or whatever. Yeah, something like that. Uh, but anyway, yeah, I, uh, we're we're gonna go ahead and stroll along with the show here, man, because we got a um, little uh, time, but lots to oh, lot, yeah, a little time, lots to talk about. However, uh, 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 what's his name used to say, Wonka. So, so, so <laughs> I'm in a more drawn a blank to now. do little time. So yeah, so reverse it, strike it, reverse I, it, something like that. But anyway, yeah, yeah. Let's move. I dive, delve on. Let's let's go on. So we can finally talk about it. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> I've been waiting since we got out of it. Yeah, it's t- one of the toughest things about doing this. I might have even said this last time: is you watch a movie with somebody, and you know you're going to talk about it on the show, and you just you can't say nothing to anybody. To, y- y'all can't relate about no, it. No, we can't. All. We can't talk about it because we want to do it on the show here, mm-hmm. live. Uh, initial reactions to the movie, and the movie was Saving Mr. Banks. Yes, we went and saw Saving Mr. Banks. Man, just. Um, all right, look, right off the bat, initial reactions overall, what did you think? I loved it. It was freaking awesome. <laughs> I, I, it was great. I, the, my, my one issue with the movie was that I, I almost wish that, you know, I kind of got the same impression. Remember, if you ever watched The, uh, the Dark Knight Returns, it's the movie about Batman, and you're wishing for more screen time for the yeah. Joker. Like, what's the Joker up to? Saving Mr. Banks, as, as much as they advertise it as being about, you know, P.L. Travers yeah. and Walt Disney. Yeah. It really is about P.L. Travers, and Walt really is is in about a quarter of the movie. He's if like, that, he's a side character. Yeah, he's a side man. He really yeah. is, and you just find yourself wanting more and more of him in more that film. More. Yeah, because um, I mean, if you've seen him like you know, the old black and whites and stuff, and yeah. you know how he was, and now you're seeing him portrayed for the first time on the big screen, and you want more of Tom Hanks doing. You know what's funny? I just had a side thought. And it's like, you know, Tom Hanks will probably do Disney if they do another movie, right? Uh, did you did you enjoy his portrayal? Uh, but, I loved his portrayal. I thought he nailed it. There were words that he hit, yeah. things that he said, phrases, expressions, that yeah. where he would say it, and it would just remind me of some old film footage that I'd seen of Oh, all. yeah, yeah. He nailed it so perfectly that... Again, I, I craved more of him. Right. I almost wish I was watching a biopic or that they would move on towards making something like that. Although right. you'd probably need a younger guy to portray Walt Disney because you'd have to show his rise to. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. The whole, the whole. Yeah, you know, I guess when he was skinnier. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the skinny, skinny Walt with the little, the really thick mustache kind right. of thing. You know. Um, actually, that would be pretty interesting. Oh yeah, I'd yeah. like to see. That. I'd love to see them make more use of Tom Hanks yeah. and Walt Disney. I just don't think, unfortunately, you ever will. But man, did they ever nail that cast? I, I liked it. Yeah, I, I totally. Uh, you know, before we forget, you know, there may be spoilers in this movie review. There probably will. You be. know, and if I mean, granted, you could probably you probably know the story. You could probably find it online. It's just not mm-hmm. portrayed in the big. It's not like it's a not like Frozen when we're you know it's an unknown story. This is like this. I, I'm sure that's out there. The documentation's well, out there. P.L. Travers and I mean, her life and everything else. Well, beyond that, I mean, the whole thing uh, it pretty much gives it all away in the trailer. I mm-hmm. mean, you know, they're trying to make a movie. Yep. The movie is called Saving Mr. Banks. Yeah. There's a part right there in the trailer where Tom Banks says, "So, Mr. Banks was your father, or right." He, he, Mary Poppins wasn't saving the children. He was there to save your father. Right. So it kind of gives away the whole behind. And, and really, I mean, the whole thing is whether or not the movie will and, or won't get made. And we all, of course, know that it did get made. Right. So yeah. um, it's, you're really not watching it to be you know surprised by the events. You're, you're more watching it for the portrayals. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree with that. And speaking of which, um, 
Yeah, uh, Walt's character, the character of Walt, is more like a side guy, mm-hmm. supporting actor to yeah. P.L. Travers or Helen Goff. Um, but, I mean, that's no big deal, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know? Because um, the whole story surrounding uh, Helen Goff's relationship with her father, whoo, boy, that was intense for me. Yeah, <laughs> There's some was... points where it's like, wow, man. Yeah, that was, again, that was one of my things about the movie that... Um, so, yeah, I was going to say, if I had any problems with it, and this is definitely going to get into the spoiler territory, if this is what you consider to be spoilers. Um, one of my main problems with the movie is that I never know how to feel with those flashbacks. Right. You know, part of me, you know, you'd watch these flashbacks, and part of you would, like, feel, okay, look at the relationship she had with the father, what mm-hmm. a good man he was. Yeah. And you saw some evidence that he might be drinking, but yeah. he was so... You know, uh, loving and and, and right. doting upon his daughters, and and you just you felt really positive about him. Right. And then, as time goes by, you start to see it's like, well, well, maybe that whole time that he's doing this, he's just drunk, right? Because yeah. then you start to hate the guy because you're like, dude, you like you see the scene at the bank where he yeah almost gets fired. You see the scene where he passes out or stumbles yeah. out and uh, stumbles you know, off the stage stumbles or off the stage yeah. after embarrassing his daughter yeah and you're like okay well it's hard for me to feel sorry now for a guy who has been warned multiple times yeah. but continues to screw up his own family yeah. so now you don't feel so much sympathy for the guy now you kind of feel anger towards the guy and whereas you didn't feel so much sympathy towards the mother before who just right. seemed like a emotionally disconnected woman now you right. start to feel sorry for her somewhat and then you have that one scene on the bed where the daughter writes a poem for her father, yeah, and she offers to read it to him, and he just kind of snatches it out of her hand, reads it real quick, and says, "Well, it's hardly Yates, is it?" Right, right. And it's the one scene in the movie where the father is mean to his daughter. Yeah, yeah. And it just so happens to be at the one time in the movie where the guy is sober. Right. So now you're like, well, okay. So how much of that was him being nice to his daughter, yeah. and how much of it was him just being blasted out of his mind, drunk? Right, right. So I don't know how to feel about him as a character. Right. That's pretty wild, man. I, um, speaking of that, that's Colin Farrell, right? Mm-hmm. Portraying that. Man, I, I, he felt like... No, there are some things that he did remind me of Bullseye. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but other than that, you know, I thought he did a pretty good job with all that. Yeah, I thought he did too. I could have done a little, little less of the backstory. I was so yeah. interested and so engaged. And the story was so fun and entertaining yeah. with what was going on with uh, Walt and uh, P.L. Travers. Ralph the Driver, the Sherman Brothers. Yeah. Um, I forget the name of the guy. Oh, the guy that was working with the Sherman Brothers? Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, I forgot his name, too. His name escapes me. Yeah. Anyway. But I um, like the backstory, though. Yeah. The, I like the backstory, too. But it would take me out of the movie. It was like, all right, yeah. I'm on this fun, great journey. And, oh, I got to sit here and watch a young girl being tormented or knowing she's about to be tormented. Right. She has a great life. But, no, now she was... Just always had a screwed up life. We're just now learning it. Yeah. I almost wish they would have just taken care of all that movie in like a 10 minute sequence to start. And then the periodic the, flashback, yeah. whereas once you engage in the real movie, you were there. Or right. engage in what would have been current time. Yeah, I can kind of see. Yeah, like, like start out the movie. Yeah. Kind of like Indiana Jones: The Last Crusade, where they had the past and they jumped to the present. Exactly. I mean, so to speak. And maybe it wouldn't work for a movie like this where you had to keep tying P.L. Yeah. Travers to a father as often as they did. Maybe it wouldn't. Have, but it just seemed like you're watching two separate movies taking place. At well, the yeah, exact same it was time. it was it was in parallel because the stories that they were talking mm-hmm. about in Mary Poppins, when they were mm-hmm. trying to pitch it to her, were happening. You know, they would conjure up thoughts mm-hmm. of what was you know uh, uh, when they're going through conjure up thoughts of her childhood. Mm-hmm. 
you know, and, 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 I, and it, it kind of gives you an insight as to why it was so difficult for her to deal with all that. Yeah. You know, because every little thing that they would bring up would bring up, a, I guess, a, I don't know if it was a good or a bad moment in her life or mm-hmm. memory, but it was enough to disturb her. Yeah. To, you know, to where she wasn't, she would daydream while they're pitching something or she she couldn't sleep too well. I mean, the flashbacks were constant throughout yeah. the movie. Very rarely did you get through a scene without there being like every you know five minutes of flashback. Now, a disclaimer here, I mean, we did show up late to the movie, so I don't know if there's anything in the beginning that would have assuaged that so much. Maybe not. I don't know. I, I didn't I, think we lost we enough. We didn't that late. Yeah, we weren't that late, but I feel like we lost uh, enough to where I mean, we couldn't was, figure out the story. Yeah. I mean, when when we, we saw the little girl story, and when we see her, she's boarding the plane. Right. That's yeah. not what we... we she's moving it. to... Yeah, the little girl's moving to their new house. In the country, I guess, you know, out in the prairie. And then P.L. Travers is on the plane headed to L.A. Mm-hmm. That's when we get into the movie part. Yeah, that's when you first get the uh, you know inclination that he's been fired from his first job mm-hmm. and has to go to another one uh, because he screwed up in some kind of way. And yeah. Again, you know. Probably from I, I the drinking or something yeah, or whatever, yeah. You kind of see a point where he takes a sip out of a flask. You see where the wife finds some alcohol on him. And then by the end of it all, he's just an outrageous drunk. Right, right, right. <laughs> you know, there's no more subtlety anymore. Which is wild. You know, it's funny about the wife. The wife had uh, had the same look as uh, Wyatt Earp's wife did in um, Tombstone. Do you remember that movie, yeah, Tombstone? Yeah, I do. That's you know, her, his wife was on Laudanum. Oh yeah, Maddie was on Laudanum and all that stuff. She had they had this. They both had the same look. Yeah, and just wanting to be distant away from what, whatever was going on. Yeah. Completely spaced out, yeah. with nothing to do with the kids, like yeah. just lost in her own little world. Which, and, and that's, you know, and, and so to get away from that, because I mean, and we can still touch on the topic yeah. if you want to. To me, that was the worst part of the movie, which What's is that? not saying it was bad. I'm just saying it was the one thing where you're like, oh, they're taking away from all this comedy and fun stuff yeah. and, and interesting, you know, happenings to show me a, a backstory that I know is ultimately going to end up sad. Right, right. You know, I'd, I'd rather just, you know, <laughs> Give me the Finding Nemo version where it happened in uh, five seconds, it was over, and even though that moment haunted the entire movie, yeah. you know, you didn't have to, you know, keep dwelling in it. But um, but I did like that. I like I liked all the backstory because it all came together when Walt visited her in London. Mm-hmm. You know, and it, it came with the whole thing where you know she has the opportunity in her writing or in the movie to change the outcome of what actually happened for the and, better. You know, to that happy. Um, you know, like, you know, say, they saved Mr. Banks or they saved her father, you know, as, as the ending movie and the, end, uh, the ending of the movie uh, suggests and stuff. You know, I, I, I dug all that. I dug all the backstory. And that's what's so interesting about the movie is that, you know, that they really kind of show that, you know, for every creation a, a writer or yeah. a storyteller, as Walt put it, uh, mm-hmm. has how that creation is pretty much you. Right. And uh, th- there's this really um, great moment where, you know, all throughout the movie, there's a battle between whether or not Mr. Banks should have a mustache or should not have a mustache. Mm-hmm. And P.L. Travers insists that he should not have a mustache, even though he even though he was originally drawn as having one. Right. And Walt insisted that he should have a mustache and never gave any other reason outside of, well, I said so. Right, right. And... They, through flashbacks, show that there's a scene where Mr. Banks is shaving. Yeah. And he pretty much explains, and the daughter asks him, why do you do that? And he pretty much explains, well, you don't want any stubbly kisses. You right, want right. smooth kisses, you know, so that daddy shaves for you kind prickly of thing. Prickly or silky, yeah. I can't, I can't remember what he, what he yeah, pr- with the word. Prickly was. kisses or silky kisses, I right. think, if I gave the choice. 
And then when they, they finally get to the end scene where Walt's talking to her, you realize that, the, realize that the reason that Walt wanted him to have a mustache is because his father had a mustache. Right. And yeah. he connected the Miss Banks character to being his father. And yeah. you see that whole cruelty side that where the original ending was supposed to be about... Um, well, I mean, they changed the ending in the middle of the, right. the movie where they kind of redeem Mr. Banks. Right. And Walt tells the story about how cruel his father was. Right, right. And how, how rough he could be. And, um, yeah, so you kind of see the storyteller's lives entering into the characters that right. they write. So it, it's it's interesting to see that, that dynamic at work mm-hmm. and, and realizing that a lot of the creations that you love, a lot of the characters brought to life on the screen and in pages are all extensions of stories that really did happen. Right. And the storyteller just took away all the details that life got wrong. Right. And cleaned right. it up and gave you something more polished where everything right. works out the or way. Or the it alternative version that they wanted. Right. Or the, would hope would have happened. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So that's uh what was I, I was gonna make a point. Emma Thompson, yeah, she did really good in mm-hmm. this movie. Yeah, I thought that was, she was pretty I don't oh, know. Oh, she was phenomenal. Yeah, I don't know the original P.L. Travers I've seen in the video of her, so I'm not too sure as far as mannerisms. Well, that was the one but thing. But I thought she did great. They did it at the very end of the movie where they showed Walt as, uh, they showed Tom Hanks and and um, Emma Thompson. They faded, like, you know, then they showed who they played in, right. in Walt Disney right. and um, P.L. Travers. And obviously Walt and Tom Hanks, I mean, there's a difference in age there. Yeah. Uh, but it wasn't that big of a noticeable different in, difference in age. Right. There was a very noticeable difference in age between Emma Thompson and, and P.L. Travers. Right, yeah. When, yeah, when yeah you're the pictures, that. yeah. Because they kind of look like, you know, when you see that, when you see it, you kind of get the, watch the movie, you kind of get the impression that Walt's maybe a little bit older, if not yeah. the same age as P.L. Travers. When you see it in pictures, you kind of get the impression that P.L. Travers is much older right. than Walt Disney, whether or not that's true or not, I right. don't know. But, um, huh. yeah. Um, oh, I was, I was losing the trouble. Anyway, I'll toss to the end. You know, we, we can tell the age difference because of what they did at the end of the movie mm-hmm. when they're going through the closing credits and announcing who played who. Um, instead of putting up pictures of Emma Thompson and Tom Hanks, they put up a picture of the actual P.L. Travers and uh, Walt Disney himself, and they put the names of the actors that portrayed them instead of the, you know, the actors' faces. I thought that was a really classy touch. That you know? was. And, and I, I thought that playing the... Original recording. Oh, that's neat. Yeah, yeah, that was really cool. Of those sessions that they had yeah. between the Sherman Brothers and her was very, very nice. Yeah, you know, I wanted to know like, like that chauffeur that drove her around. Um, where's that book that he's had her sign? That's why I want to know what happened to that. <laughs> you know, I, I you know? gotta imagine he's a fictional character just created to bring the story together. Don't you? Do you think? I think so. I mean, there's, a, I mean, that again, it, didn't a lot of those those moments kind of feel a lot of, very fictionalized to you? I mean, like. Obviously, I mean, that's the whole point of the movie. The whole point of the movie is you take real life yeah. and you clean it up, you scrub it down, and you, you improve upon it and you make it better mm-hmm. because you are the storytellers. And everything in that movie comes wrapped up in a nice, neat little bow. And you know it didn't quite happen like that. It couldn't yeah. have. In fact, Tom Hanks himself told a story about how Walt didn't invite her to the premiere. Mm-hmm. And she finagled her way to getting there mm-hmm. on her own. Right. And when the movie was over, she went up to Walt Disney and said... Well, that was, I can't remember exactly how he phrased it. He was right. like, well, that was, that was something, but we still have a lot of work to do. Right. And Walt's response says, madam, that ship has sailed. Right. <laughs> and I heard Hanks tell the story. Yeah. I've actually heard somebody else tell the story, too. I can't remember who it was. And uh, it, was, it was a great story. And 
there's that part that we were watching a movie and Walt leans into her because she's crying yeah. and I'm waiting for that scene to happen but that scene never happens. Right, right. Because it would have ruined the ending of it which would they have you think that she appreciates what Walt did in redeeming her father and she's right. crying because of the memories right. of, of uh, that it brings out and, and to see, you know, the, the saving of Mr. Banks, so to speak. Right, right, right. Um, but yeah, so I mean, they obviously clean quite a bit of that up. Yeah, yeah, probably uh, kind of like what they did with the whole Poppins story. It seems like right because mm-hmm. a lot of you know she at the in the in the in the beginning of the movie. I mean, when they start working on the script, it's like she's talking about where's the gravitas, where's the heart, mm-hmm. all this kind of business, you know. And they're making it light and fluffy and kind of Disney esque, I guess. And I guess this movie is kind of doing the same kind of thing with the actual story versus you know what's portrayed on the screen, mm-hmm. which and is kind of, kind of a neat little way to tell it. I wonder if they thought about it like that. Well, and, and again, one more complaint, if I can, is that they, they kind of stuck so close to the idea of it being her father being redeemed, and they, they, they held that so tightly that I thought they kind of lost a little bit of the love that she had. Like, they kept conveying that the, the love that she had for these characters, yeah. but they kept portraying it over to um, Mr. Banks, you know, 90% of it was towards Mr. Banks. Right. <clears throat> In the movie, you, you do find out, and you find out in the commercial, that Miss, that Mary Poppins is based upon a real person. Right. Uh, that being her aunt, who actually does show up. Right. And she's got the umbrella, she's got the bag, yeah. and she says some of the sayings, but you never find out what it is about this aunt that really endears herself yeah. to the young P.L. Travers. She just kind of shows up, she does it, and she does enough for you to understand, okay, that's Mary Poppins. And you know she comes to help out, but you never see a connection formed between the real Mary Poppins and the and, and the young P.L. Travers. That's all tasks aside. I mean, once the dad dies, spoiler alert. Yeah. Once the dad dies, you the flashbacks stop, pretty yeah. much. I mean, there's there's one scene where, uh, what you call it, riding the, off in the horse where she's flying. Yeah, where that, that haunts back to something in the beginning, I think. Right. right. But I mean, once the the real Mary Poppins, Ella, I think her name was Ella. Was it Ella? The name Ella. Was Helen. Hel- no, Hel- no, 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 no. The real Mary Poppins. Oh, that's the aunt. Yeah. The, the I forgot aunt, I the name. I, the, I don't remember the name of the aunt. You see, I thought you remember because the daughter. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, oh, maybe. Oh, I don't remember. But anyway, um, so yeah, that one scene where she wants to go and see the father's body right. and the mom says no. And the, uh, what you call it, the, the, she says, let her go. And she goes. Then there's a part where... The aunt's hanging in the hallway, and she turns around to her like, you said you'd fix everything. You said, you know, and she, the aunt, you're waiting for her to say something of wisdom or hug her, or you see some connection form between her and the lady who becomes Mary Poppins, and it doesn't happen. She just turns and walks out of the doorway. Yeah, but that's where the, uh, the author, I think, turned that into the outcome she wanted. You know, that version, I guess the, the aunt that went from the east is supposed to, was it was supposed to be there to save the father, and, that, and in reality, you find out she didn't. So P.L. Travers has Mary Poppins save the father in her story to right. do to pick up to where the shortcoming that the aunt couldn't do. Yeah, and and that catch you know? that, and, and that, I think that's why she's in the movie just enough to get that point across that that version of Mary Poppins was not enough, didn't couldn't save the father, right? No, absolutely, and and I agree with you on that point. My only thing is I don't understand then what it was about that character that made her want to create a whole series of books around a lady named Mary Poppins who's based upon her aunt that you never really saw a connection or a bond with in any way. That was, I guess, what I was trying to say is that you never saw how she bonded to that character. And who knows, maybe 
I don't know if there's anything that was supposed to be completely alike with Mary Poppins and the Ant. There's a lot of you can tell there's a lot of idiosyncrasies that she would do mm-hmm. that is portrayed in Mary Poppins. And that's probably what you know she just uses a springboard. She took those bits and pieces like you got a Lego set. You just took bits and pieces and made something else out of it. You know, mm-hmm. like the whole bag thing with tons of stuff. I mean, granted, it wasn't on the Mary Poppins magnitude of the stuff that she was pulling out of the bag, mm-hmm. but you know, it's just a wonder. Like you know, that little like her little sister was like, "Wow, all that stuff was in her bag: pineapple, the teacup, mm-hmm. all those kind of things." You know, Mary Poppins. Spitspot. Yeah, Spitspot. Yeah, I think it's all those little idiosyncrasies. Those, those. Um, was it nuance? No, those, those. Yeah, all idiosyncrasies about her aunt that she used in Mary Poppins' character you see, I, to fit I, into that pretty. Part of the body, you know? You see, I kind of feel cheated by that. I would like to have known, like, as as a fan, I would have liked to have known what the relationship was like between... Helen. Oh, you want to know the actual story? Yeah, I, exactly. Yeah. It, well, I mean, she she made a whole series of books based upon this. Yeah. Obviously, maybe the first one was about her father. Yeah. Maybe the rest of them really didn't have anything to do with the aunt. Maybe the aunt was just like you said, a springboard and inspiration to it. But I would have liked to have seen what the, was the relationship good? Was it bad? Was it? So you want to you you want to know more of the story between yeah, the well, aunt and Mary Poppins Helen, is yeah. very dear to her. You don't say yeah. it's never Mary Mary Poppins, right. and you know she's very specific about. So obviously, there's as much of an affection there for Mary Poppins. To me, you know, watching. Do you want to you know, know if that translates into the end? Yeah, so well, well, I want to see what the relationship. the relationship was. Was I mean, you saw what the relationship was like between father and daughter, warts and all. Right. I kind of would have liked to have seen what the relationship was between her and the woman who became the title character of her books, warts and all. Yeah, you know, I kind of see what you're saying. Yeah, it, it it seems to me a little bit of a um. I'm not supposed to play, but uh, you know, at the same time, it's like uh, I don't think there is. Well, I mean, like clearly, the mom was was based upon the mother and you know her real mother. They they yeah. make that connection because there's a part there where the Sherman brothers are are are, are talking about making the 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 mother a suffragist. Right. And she's right. like, you're not making her a suffragist, and they're like, well, it just. To to us, it helps the idea of why you would need a nanny, right? Because it just kind of, in their mind, it was like, what kind of a woman has no job and needs no, a they, nanny? Yeah, they couldn't comprehend the fact, right? That, yeah, of, of I guess. And she has an outburst, yeah. and she's like, "Well, maybe it's because you know of this, and maybe it's because she was uh, she wasn't ready or wasn't the type of woman to have that could have had children or, right. or whatever it was. Like she was she wasn't the type of woman to." to to raise children kind of thing. Right. Um, and it was clearly a callback to the mother, who they, again, to me, they spend more time on fleshing out her character. And so you, you get a sense of, okay, you know about Mr. Banks, you know about Mrs. Banks. Mary Poppins was like the, the one character that you really want to know. Yeah. You know, where did this character come from? And you see, like again, what, who the character is based off of in her family, but you don't see what the relationship... I have more of a sense of what the relationship was like between her and her mother and her and her father and maybe even her and her sister than I do between her and the Mary Poppins character. Yeah. The real Mary Poppins character that showed up. And that's a, that's the one... That's a, that seems like another movie in and of itself. I, I agree, but you know? I, I also think that that could have been taken care of in like one scene. You think? I, I, I think so. Like one scene where, like, okay, either Mary Poppins hugs her when you know what you call after the the, the father yeah. dies, or if that's not the relationship, where maybe she says, "Okay, you need to brush it off," you know, yeah. spit spot, whatever you need to do. Like, right. 
Yeah, and, and kind of give her a, a little bit. Of, I think you could have handled that easily. Yeah. Um, within a couple of scenes, just to kind of give an idea. Did they have a good relationship or a bad relationship? No, wait. The, the actual Mary Poppins in the books. Did you read the books? I so long ago. You right. Because that Mary Poppins character wasn't like the character that's in the movie. Yeah. Right. So that character of Mary Poppins might be more like what the aunt was. Right. More so than what we see Julie Andrews portray in the movie. Oh, absolutely, you know? and they make that they, they yeah. make it a point to let you know that a couple right. of times. Um, so you can almost gain some. I mean, I I would almost lean to that Mary Poppins as being what that uh, what the aunt was kind of like. Right. You know, like there, there's a movie. Uh, what's that? Uh, um, Adventures of Nanny McPhee. Mm-hmm. That's supposed to be based on that books, more or less, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and, and actually portray Mary Poppins as she was. Mm-hmm. And if anybody's seen that movie, you know, you know that she's. I mean, she's not overly beautiful. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's she's pretty gruff, you know. Yeah. But I mean, the kids still have uh, some sort of fun, and in the end, they develop some affection for her and everything like that. Mm-hmm. Same like with the uh, the Disney version. But um, I forgot my point where I was going with that. I think uh, you were trying to say that you know that. The nanny that what you call the 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 Mary Poppins in the books is more like what the aunt might have been. Is that what I'm is that saying? Yeah, you were saying yeah. that the, that the Mary Poppins, and I, I think that they do a good job in the movie of saying that that you know the, what you see on the on on, on screen right. is not what any of the characters were really like right. in the books. It, not Bert, not Mary, not any right. of them were like the way they were portrayed in the film. Right. They were all sterilized, cleaned up. I mean, she makes a point. None of them would ever even sing. Right, right. And uh, here in in the movie, all of them are singing. Right. Um, but again, I... I don't know. I, I kind of... I, I see Mary Poppins as being a centralized character in this whole story, and it seems like we spend a whole lot of time getting In this of, movie, really? Hmm? You, you think so in this movie? No, I don't think so. I, oh, okay. I, I, I think Mary Poppins is is really that's why you're going to see the movie. You want to see the creator of Mary Poppins. Right. You're not necessarily interested in seeing the creator of the Mr. Banks character. No one walks away from that. You'll yeah. remember Mary Poppins. You'll remember uh, uh, Bert. You know, I'm talking about from the actual movie. From the actual movie. Yeah. I mean, Mr. Banks. Would you necessarily walk away from the movie remembering him? Not. Not. You know. Not necessarily. I wouldn't. I wouldn't say that his story. I mean, obviously his story was was of importance. Yeah. But I mean, I wouldn't have said his story was of any more importance than what was going on with the mother or right. uh, any of the other ones in in, in the story. But yeah. I don't know. I, I just would have preferred to see to have more of a sense of what the real relationship was like between her and the aunt. In this movie. In this movie. See, I, but see, I went into the movie just looking forward to seeing how. Walt got the uh, the Mary Poppins story, got the rights. There was this whole thing about, you know, how Walt courted her for like you know years. I mean, he mm-hmm. says twenty years in the movie. Yeah, that's what I was looking to see. You know, yeah. I, I had nothing. You know, Mary Poppins would be a, like a side character for me. Well, yeah, I wanted to see more Walt too, to be honest with you, and I, and I agree with you. I would have loved to have seen a little bit of that, <laughs> a little bit more. Any 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 more time that you could have wedged him on screen would have been great. Yeah, but I, I did know. I mean. All you had to do again was watch the trailer and know it was going to be flashbacks. It was going to be about her life. Yeah. It was going to be about her coming to terms with selling her her idea to Disney. Or and, her uh, demons, motor speak, I guess, right? Hmm? Hey, coming to terms with her own demons as far yeah. as being able to forgive herself. Yeah, exactly. You know, let, her, let herself go on. Because, I mean, it's... It, I mean. It comes to a point in the story where the, the, the I guess she blames herself for her father leaving her or something like that. Mm-hmm. You know, that, it seems like it kind of got not to pigeonhole it, but that's what I kind of got the gist of what kind of happened between the relationship between her and her dad. Yeah, kind of deal. Yeah, and 
I don't know. But no it, one ever comforts her when that happens and no. says it's not your fault. You no, know, she apologizes for dropping the pears, and it's like you know. Exactly. Yeah, uh, that's really the only thing that they do say about it. I never got the sense that she blamed herself so much, though. I more got the sense that the father was the only good thing in her life. Really? Yeah. I mean, that, it's kind of the mother just seemed to be absent. She yeah. she she's a space cadet half the movie. Um, not, not even half the movie. The entire time she was on screen, yeah. she seemed like a space cadet. The kids, they really didn't do anything rounding out what was going on with them. Yeah. Um, See, it, I just I saw it more as like the the father was more or less the icing on the cake. Like, I mean, not that everything was hunky-dory, but everything was just normal. And the father was just exceptional to the point that it, it got her imagination sparked, whether yeah. he was drunk or not. Yeah. You know? <laughs> whether all the that, that, that good uh, inspiration that he lent to his daughter of yeah. all this imagination was just drunken rants. Yeah. <laughs> You'll I mean, never know. whatever works, right? I mean, I, apparently, what kind of, you know, he might have been drunk, but it worked for her. And, and I guess that getting was, those stories out. That was part of my problem with those flashbacks. It's like it cheapened all the flashbacks. So I'm like, was he, did he really love her or was he just drunk that entire time? Yeah. 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 You know, think about it. It didn't really cheapen it for me. Because, yeah. you know, creativity comes from some sometimes from the worst places, right? Mm-hmm. Um, stems out of that. So, that I mean, yeah, whether he was drunk or not, whatever he told her was not, other than the Holy Eights thing, I didn't find, like, overly uh, deconstructive to her. Mm-hmm. You know, it only, it only seemed like it served to feed her imagination mm-hmm. to get those stories going. So, yeah, if he was drunk, then yeah, so be it. Yeah, that sucks. <laughs> it's it's quite unfortunate. You know, he was an overt drunk, so it made it even worse, you know. But it got to, I mean, I guess it was kind of like with Walt's uh, thing, you know. Um, his, his strive to work hard and to make things good, you know, when he was shoveling the snow or else he'd get the belt, you know, mm-hmm. as portrayed in the movie. Uh, you know, that from that, I guess, strife comes like a whole bound of creativity because, you know, when you get into that, I guess, that kind of uh, struggle, um, the only way out that you can do immediately is just your own imagination, mm-hmm. you know, to kind of remove yourself from um, whatever's going on, you know. Uh, like, guys, you know, you hear that with old soldiers and stuff, guys going to war and experiencing all, all these kinds of things. And, you know, sometimes those guys get really creative or in their mind they just have to do something that detaches them from, like, the horror that sits in front of their face. Mm-hmm. You know, that kind of thing. You talk about people having, like, the thousand-yard stare, like, in World War II and all that kind of business. Um, but, you know, it's like there's them detaching themselves from whatever strife is going on, you know. So who knows what, like, what Walt's character, Mickey, came out of uh, strife. I don't, think, I, don't even, I don't think I know that story exactly, like how he came up with the mouse. I know where, where he came up with the mouse. But I don't know how it popped in his head. Like, yeah, I'm gonna draw a mouse, and have, he'll have these certain characteristics, and why, you know? <clears throat> well, depending on what you hear, he, he may not even been the one to draw the mouse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and so, uh, and so the other side of the coin is like, you know, um, all, all the stuff that happened to P.L. Travers, whether her father was drunk or not, you know, just serve, you know, served to help her through whatever she was going through. You know, he started, she started seeing her father drunk as heck. You know, he had, she had to save her mom from killing herself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, she rode the horse and got her back to reality. So said she didn't drown herself. You know, it's pretty, 
That that part was freaking me out. <laughs> I was like, yeah. "Holy Moses!" Dude. Yeah, she. Uh, I was kind of wondering, I was, what is she going to do? Is she going to hang herself? But what is she? I was wondering what she was planning on. Like, she knew where she was going with it. I thought, yeah, I, you know, but, I realized that when she was going to creek, but first I thought she was going to jump off a cliff or something. Yeah, well, first I thought she was going to pull out a gun right in front of the child yeah. and just <laughs> end it there. But she just kept walking and walking, and then she's going to a tree, and I'm like, okay, so she's going to hang herself. No, yeah. she's still walking, going to the creek okay so she's gonna drown herself and yeah you know, she just kept yeah walking. she just kept going yeah until the child was like mom you gotta come home and it's like uh, she just broke down in tears yeah, yeah. um but yeah I, I don't know i mean the backstory was very 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 confusing um i you know the more i hear myself talking about it the more i realize i could have done with a little less backstory yeah you know it it, it would have been a lot better if to me at least if you would have cut out some of it I like um, the backstory. I, I didn't mind that. I know. And I have to, I have to I do some research it. and see how much of that is accurate. And I want to see, well. I'd be curious to know. But I'm sure a lot of it is. You know? I know, like, you know, a lot of the stuff about her own personal life, like, you know, especially where she was now was left out of the movie. Like, yeah. she was a mother herself, but because, like, she went and adopted a child and there was, like, there was two of them. Yeah. Like, there was twins and she separated the twins. Huh. She was like, oh, I can only have one baby because her, her astrologer told her right. that. I mean, in real life, she was a, you know, they make it sound like she was just a stern woman, but underneath that stern surface was this lovable, I mean, she was a coot. Right, <laughs> is, right. Is what it sounds like. And her own son was pretty, you know, he had a, his own problems with alcohol. Right, right. Um, so, yeah, I mean, she, she was a, she was a batty old lady. I yeah. mean, she wasn't, she wasn't near as as warm and endearing as as when you scratched away the surface as uh, Emma Thompson made her out to be. Really? <laughs> yeah, and in fact, a lot of her friends didn't even realize that she was Australian. They all thought she was just British. Like, British, right? She just hid that element of herself so huh. for some so long. You know, it's funny about the the cinematography and it is that they got a lot of pictures of her legs and feet. You notice that? Yes. I, 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 I wonder what that was. I mean, I'd have to see the movie again. I wonder if that signifies anything with her. Um, you know, because there's a lot of shots, you know, when she get out the bed, get, get the back bed, in the bed, bed. Yeah. You know, uh, or when she was getting, I guess, in the hotel, mm-hmm. stepping out of the car with her legs and feet. I mean, I don't understand it. I mean, they're nice. Emma mm-hmm. Thompson's got nice legs and feet, but I mean, it's like. I, I'd have to watch the movie again to see if there's any significance. Maybe there's maybe there's a fact that I missed in the beginning. You know that I wasn't too sure. Uh yeah, I look. I'm definitely. This is definitely going to be one I watch at least two or yeah. three more times over. Yeah. Um, and I have a feeling a lot more will come to me. And who knows? Maybe there's some deleted scenes that finally have a little scene, a little touching moment between her and Mary Poppins. That ah, so that's why she wrote about her. Yeah. You know, yeah. And, and that'll satisfy me. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but there's something else. No, that was pretty much it. You know, yeah. I, 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 I'm curious about the feet. If anybody has an insight to that, <laughs> you know, uh, why that the cinematographer maybe the, so decided the to do it that way. Maybe just has a foot fetish. I guess, man, maybe so. I don't I mean, I don't know. It was, it was interesting because it kept on happening over and over again. And Not to did, harp on the, the detail, but I was just like, I just noticed that. How did she get that big Mickey Mouse back to... To England. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Maybe she bought a seat. First class. <laughs> you know, I mean, you didn't <laughs> On see On Dizzy's it. dime, yeah. Yeah, when she left Ralph, you didn't see her carrying it with her anywhere, so. Yeah, you know, I wonder what the significance was of her grabbing Mickey and bringing him to the bed and sleeping on it. I don't know. Um, I guess Other than maybe. the cuddle with Mickey. I mean, that was a big Mickey. <laughs> you know, that, was, that was a cuddable Mickey. Maybe to show that she was softening a bit. 
I guess so, yeah. Mm-hmm. She's like, all of a sudden, she got out of bed, and whoop, here comes Mick. And then next thing you know, they're dancing the next yeah. day, and she's all into it until the animated penguin thing sets her right back into that mode and yeah, um, yeah. Sends, her, sends her off and flying. But, I mean, the Ralph character, I, I thought, was, was also meant for that. It was, I mean, all those little moments were meant to make you like, all right, she's going to be a horrible person to all these people, but we're going to show you this little element here and this little element there to make you try and care for somebody. Humanize her kind yeah, of, yeah. That we're trying to make you hate. <laughs> yeah, the whole Ralph thing was kind of reminded me of kind of like a Driving the Daisy deal. Yeah, it was, <laughs> you know? wasn't it? Hoke. <laughs> yeah, when there was this whole big connection, like, you know, you're my best friend. <laughs> You're the only American I like. Yeah. Well, he like initially he asked her about the weather, you know, a yeah. couple of times like, you know, oh, it's sunny out and you know, and then all of a sudden you realize him, you know, something as innocuous as him asking about the weather was all about his crippled child. Right, right. At home. And you're like, whoa, that came out of nowhere. Yeah, that was pretty cool. I thought that was slick. Mm-hmm. You know, you understand why he was so, well, you find out when they were sitting there digging in the Disney lot, <laughs> you know, yeah. building stuff and wondering why. That he know. wasn't just trying to make her feel better. That he, There was a reason. Yeah. That, yeah, he dug the weather and stuff, you know, so, eh, it was cool, though. That that's adding that that's adding quite a bow to that package, isn't it? Yeah, that's, yeah. That's tidying up things quite a bit to the point yeah. of like, yes, even my asking about the weather had a deeper meaning to me. Yeah. It's like everything has a deeper meaning. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I want to know where that book is that Ralph has, and I want to know. I want maybe it's in the you know we might have to plan a trip out to the Disney Museum out in San Francisco. Well, can we first find out if Ralph is real and not? Yeah, we got. We I'll be, yeah, we should do that. But I also want to know, like, the people that rode on that merry-go-round with Walt. If that, you know, if that, I'm sure, I'm sure that event really happened. Don't um, you think? I've, read, I think I've read stories where he took her to the park. I've, I remember seeing a documentary on this, and I honestly don't remember that happening. Yeah, really. I don't remember that being brought up in the in in the. Um, in in the documentary that i that i saw on it uh in fact <laughs> what i remember and they kind of make this a point in the movie was like the sherman brothers like pretty much saying you know when malt when walt knew she was on her way like all right guys that's it i'm out of here see y'all right. later and he would leave right and he wouldn't come back until she was gone right that's that's primarily what i remember about their relationship it didn't seem like you know like they had a very close relationship, like they make it. Walt sound and like, P.L. Travers. Yeah. yeah, yeah. In fact, I kind of got the impression, and I'm, again, it's been a while since I, I saw that documentary, but it, it, I think it's on the Mary Poppins DVD or something like that. But I kind of got the impression that um, the the only reason that she really signed it was because her agent forced her to. Pretty much, it wasn't oh, really? because Walt sat down and had a heart to heart with her. Yeah, it's because the agent like you just need to do this. Right, right. And forced her to do it, and right. she still she hated the movie even beyond. Right, right. So. I'd have to check that out. I wonder if it's on my DVD and see. Go, yeah, go look. documentary, I'd be curious. I mean, there's been so many versions of it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, so overall, I enjoyed the movie. I did too. I thought it was a great movie. Yeah, we're just picking little, you know, little details, things that, that we, with it, yeah. but I mean, yeah, it's overall, it's a very, very overwhelming movie. You're going to love it. The portrayals are great. I think uh, Tom Hanks and Emma Thompson both deserve to be nominated. Oh um, yeah, absolutely. Maybe I not, they did great. You know, maybe Tom Hanks for best supporting actor. I don't know. Yeah, it have to be. Yeah, I don't I, think because I don't. You know, he yeah. wasn't a central character. He wasn't a lead, and and but I guess that would be below his dignity. <laughs> you don't give Tom Hanks best supporting actor. Come on. Oh, you could. It's like Larry Bird. You know, <laughs> Larry Bird. Uh, what? How many assists did he put up when he was playing basketball? You know, he was like like one of the main men. More so, more assists than he did points or something like that. Wasn't it something like that? He was known for putting guys in position 
yeah. to make the score. Well, that was, yeah, that was what they. Well, him and Magic both. They they said that about was that, you know, they could do anything and everything by themselves, but always did it in such a way to keep the entire team involved. Right, right, yeah. right. Yeah. So that's, I, I guess in this movie, that's kind of like that. He's like the Larry Bird <laughs> <laughs> to the whole Mary Poppins world. And I agree. I'm just saying. I mean, t- how many times has Tom Hanks won Best Actor? I yeah. mean, Philadelphia. Uh, Forrest Gump. Forrest Gump. Yeah. Uh, I thought that was a third one, though. I might be mistaken. But, you know, oh, I'm thinking of Apollo 13 was also in that little run, but I doubt yeah. maybe Saving Private Ryan. I don't know. I'm just thinking after you win, like, you know, Best Actor twice, I mean, do, do they really even bother with Best Supporting Actor? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's generally for some up-and-comer that, you know, is ready to take the next step at some point. Right, right. So anyway, yeah, if you have any reactions to the movie or thoughts on, based on anything we've said or your own thoughts, uh, shoot us an email at magicourway at gmail.com. Hey, man. Hey. What are we doing in about less than 36 hours? I think we're going to be someplace hopefully a little warmer than what we are right now. Yeah, and chances are uh, uh, when you're listening to this, you, you might be listening to this later. You know, you might be like me and download it and listen to it later. But, yeah, we're going to be in uh, Disney World. Yes, we are. <laughs> yeah, we're actually leaving. 8 o'clock, 8.30 flight out of New Orleans. Yes, we Headed are. down we, to the world. We should be there by what, 10? 11 Eastern Ele- time, yeah. 11 Eastern time? Yeah, 11 Eastern 11 time. 11 Eastern wow. time, we'll be in the parks. Yep, yep. And we are bringing all manner of equipment. Uh, really, yeah. we'd bring four things. Yeah, we're bringing four things. Two, two handhelds, two portable. Yeah, uh, one portable, two mics. Something I guess I like could bring two portables, something like that. Nah, it doesn't matter. Yeah. But I mean, that's what we're going to be doing. We're going to be uh, loading up. We're going to be podcasting from yep. the park. Yep, from, from the from hotel, the park, hotel, anywhere we can do it. Yeah, anything and everywhere that we can, and whatever we have, whatever strikes us that we yep. have a thought. Get some ride audio in there, maybe. Who knows? Mm-hmm. You know, and even though there's a bunch of ride audio out on the internet now. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll be doing our best to go ahead and post it online for y'all. Yeah, we'll uh, try to do this next week. We're going to be out for maybe like a couple days, uh, four days. Mm-hmm. Leave. We stay there two full days, and we come back. You know, it's it's part. It's you know, it's part podcast part well and maybe like it's probably like three-fourths podcast one-fourth my world music class mm-hmm. <laughs> you know research and of course my world music class i'll be doing research in the world showcase at epcot yeah you're doing that maybe mixing a little bit of drink around the world just to kind of keep things interesting as Absolutely. i do my research um just because you know i want to taste the uh the what they have to offer in each little country i've never done that you never, never done a, i've never done a drink around the world Oh wow! Yeah. Never like never. I I've never, I, don't, I don't think I've ever successfully made it. Yeah. Uh, generally, because I mean, sh- by the time you get out that way, you're so tired. Yeah. Um, just from all the walking. Right. Uh, that, that you're just like, okay, this is fun and everything, but I really need to go sleep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, or you have reservations at whatever ungodly hour the next yep. day. So we'll see how far we can get this time out. Yeah. Um. But generally, mixing that much ain't <laughs> exactly <laughs> advised either. Yeah. But um, yeah, we'll be uh, we'll be going around the world. We'll be yep. uh, sampling different types of music. Yep, absolutely. We'll be searching, researching stuff like that, instruments, music, things like that. And you know, again, hopefully this will be posted. I think uh, what tomorrow, and yep. then uh, which uh, I guess we would be what would it be uh, that was it Sunday? We'll be in the Magic Kingdom all mm-hmm. day. Yep. 
and beyond that, we don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we we have reservations at Ohana, and we have reservations at Kona, mm-hmm. of course, and one other California Grill. California right? Grill. Yeah, we have so we have those ADRs ready to go. We have our Magic Bands in, so mm-hmm. this will be Danny's first experience with the Magic Bands. Yes, I mean yes. you've done the RFID thing before, but this is the full out Fast Plus Plus Magic Band charge everything little thing you wear on your wrist. Yes, it is That's personalized color. And then this will be my first experience on Magic Express. I've never done Magical Express. Oh, wow. Yeah, usually if I... I mean, lately I've been driving, so I really don't need anything. Well, but when I used to fly, I I either take a Tiffany Town Car, which is like, a you know, the mm-hmm. town car service, or I'd rent a car myself, you know, and just drive there, just so I have a little bit of freedom when I go down to the park. So <laughs> this is my first chance to actually use Magical Express, and I'm looking forward to it. Well, if I was you, I'd look a little bit more forward to the uh, California Grill in Ohana. Oh, really? Yeah, because, I mean, look, don't get me wrong, the... The Magical Express, it's a it's the best thing in the world when you when you first get there. Yeah. But really it's just it's just a bus. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah. There's really there's a video that plays that's outdated by like fifteen years. Which I've never seen. Yeah. Okay. And you'll see it and it'll tell you everything you already know. Right. You know, it's like watching Stacy at, at the room. I don't, <laughs> I don't want to rain on your magical, uh, magical express experience. I just, I don't. It, it's I'll say also you make the, me want to rent a car. <laughs> <laughs> it's also the worst thing in the world, though, yeah. when when you got to board it the ne- the day where it's time to leave. Oh, I can see. You that, have to yeah. wait outside for that darn thing to show up. Yeah, and, take you away from the world. Yeah, yeah, that's all right. This will be let's. Uh, this is our first trip down there as a podcast, so this uh, our wives let us go. Yes. You know, thank you. And mm-hmm. uh, so this, uh, we're looking forward to see how this goes. Or I mean, so and we'll this have legitimizes our... us. I th- I think is a Disney podcast, doesn't it? Now that we've done our podcast in the sh- in the parks. Well, we haven't done it yet. Now let's not let's not spike the football yet. Oh uh, yes, doing I, our do dance. I mean, Yeah, I don't want to the... mow the lawn. No, I'm <laughs> <laughs> That's I'm probably not right. Yeah, I'm switching up the analogy because we never get it quite right. So yeah. I'm <laughs> <laughs> going to change it to touchdown dance. Touchdown dance. Yeah, um, that works. That works. That yeah. Works. So, no, uh, this will be our first uh, podcasting experience on the road, on yep. the go. Um, and I'm quite looking forward to it. I'm, I'm kind of, like I said, I think this does legit. You can't very much be a Disney podcast that has never gone to Disney before. So I right. think it just kind of goes to show. As a podcast, yeah. Yeah. It kind of goes to show that we are taking this thing seriously. Oh, absolutely. So if, yeah. if, if you're listening here and you're like, well, what, what makes these guys any, any special? We will actually go out to the parks. Yeah. yeah <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll actually go to the parks and who knows, maybe, you know, as we get better at this and, and more streamlined, we'll start going when like new things open. Yeah. Maybe even get any, you know, if we get our stuff, you know, get, get I'll get all the pieces set. We can start getting in a little bit of revenue to help offset costs and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So we got to keep thinking about that. Um, oh, but yeah. And oh, uh, go ahead. I might be, uh, well, I say I might be, but oh yeah, yeah, of, talk as, about this. Yeah, as of today, it's pretty much official. Uh, I just haven't paid for it yet, uh, but there's talks that we will be going to Disneyland Paris. Not me and no, Kevin, that, that, but that, me and my lovely wife. Yes, uh, sometime in April. So I'll probably send them with the uh, portable recorder mm-hmm. if they don't mind talking a little bit when they get to the parks, because <laughs> that's something I've never done before. I've never done an overseas park, and I, I'm gonna definitely live vicariously through Danny. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely, man. Yeah. We'll be just doing the one part. We'll just be doing. I mean, if if you've got a ten day trip to Europe and you're able to convince your wife to go to Disney for one of those days, you, you don't push your luck too much, right? <laughs> so, right. Right. But I'll be well. I'll be looking at like abbeys and castles and yeah, you'll be looking at cathedrals cool stuff. Yeah. and Stonehenge. stuff like that. Stonehenge is, is Eiffel be, Tower. 
I'll be looking at a lot of history, so I figure one one day at Disney is is good for me. Yeah, I think you're a Disney man. Yeah, <laughs> not Disney. Well, yeah, used to be you're a Disney. <laughs> now Disneyland Paris, which I, I actually like better. I, I wish they didn't embrace the Euro Disney. I, I think Euro Disney sounds great. I, th- I thought it was cool. Yeah, yeah. I remember I'm, seeing that whole opening on TV. I gotta way. find that online. Like I'm sure it is somewhere. I, I wanted to see what more the the overall concept for Euro Disney was before they just just said, you know what, this is just a, a Disneyland Paris. You know what? Uh, I still have the Disney. You remember when they had Disney News magazine? That you subscribe to? Do, were you were you a fan no. then? Well, I mean, I was always a fan, but I mean, I didn't have my own means. Yeah, I would say at that time to go out there. Yeah, when I was younger, I had the Disney News Magazine subscription, you mm-hmm. know, and so they had one. All I have to find it and let you look at it, but I ha- they have one on uh, the year of Disney Park when it opened. The year it did, mm-hmm. and I think somewhere I have it on VHS taped. Uh, the opening ceremonies of that park because mm-hmm. I remember I remember seeing that on TV with Michael Eisner and all that kind of business. Yeah. So um, I'll have to find that. I'll dig that around because yeah. I remember that whole big deal was like when they opened that park, it was like the sun never sets on the Disney. Uh, yeah, park. I remember yeah. that. I remember yeah, that. That sun was a whole big deal. Me. Yeah, yeah. So that, I'm, I'm looking forward to hearing those uh, a report from that man. Your field trip from that thing. That's gonna be hip. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah, man. Absolutely. I, I'm I'm jazzed up. Yeah. It's really good. It's gonna be cool to see Phantom Manor. I'm, yeah. I'm definitely looking forward to that. And you have to ride the Space Mountain, their version of it, the Jules Verne thing. Oh, that's thing. right. That's right. Yeah, where it looks like you get shot into space. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that'd be pretty neat. Oh yeah, the the dragon sleeping in. Shepherd oh yeah, 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 yeah. The Sleep Beauty Castle and the maze, and the maze, and whatever else they have out there. They actually have pirate sword fighting in Pirates of the Caribbean. Oh, do they? Yeah, oh, that's true. Do. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah so. those animatronics doing that business. Oh yeah, I wonder if they do. They have a Johnny Depp in there in Pirates. I I don't know. Well, I will. They will have to if do some research. If you're willing to wait till April, I can get you the answer. To that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You'll have to check that out. Yeah. Or if you guys out there have been there, <laughs> go ahead well, and shoot us an email, you know. Just make sure you put spoilers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just let us know, you know. I mean, it won't spoil me, but you know, <laughs> maybe for you, but No, I don't. Um, care. yeah. Yeah, yeah. magicrway@gmail.com. So, yeah, I guess, yeah, we're, we'll be in Disney World by the time most of you probably hear this, you know. Let's cuz Yeah, so we're amping up the Disney in this uh in this Disney podcast. Yeah, so time. we'll be there and if you if you if you have any Request or anything you want us to look up or talk about, you know, um, you know, shoot us an email at magicrway at gmail.com. All right, man. <laughs> so we know what that music means. No, it suddenly doesn't seem so sad today. No, it doesn't because, you know, in, in less than 36 hours, we'll be frolicking around on the Disney property once again. I don't know that we know each other long enough to frolic with one another. No, we might not frolic in the session, man. I might frolic just because I'm freaking there. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I'll, I'll, I'll try and strut. Yeah, you can strut. <laughs> you strut and I'll, uh, and I'll, I'll frolic. frolic. Yeah, I'll frolic or something. We'll get pictures shots. of Kevin frolicking. Yeah, it'll be, it'll be nice. I'll get a PhotoPass Plus thing and have a videotape thing, just kind of take a picture of me and all that kind of business. But yeah, um, yeah, we'll be, by the time you listen to this, we'll be in the parks. Again, if you got any requests or anything, or if you have any comments, man, or shoot us on our Facebook, shoot us a message there. Uh, shoot us an email at magicourway at gmail.com. You know, Twitter, tweet it, tweet out, you know, that, uh, send us a tweet. Is that how it works? Yeah. <laughs> I'm, still, I'm, still, I'm still learning the whole tweet thing. Yeah, tweets are fun, man. Are they? Yeah, I like tweeting. You like tweeting? Well, you can handle the tweeting, tweet, tweetness. <laughs> Well, I, let me Twer- like this. twerking. I don't like tweeting, but yeah. I like following people. I like following tweet. people's tweets. But, like if I had something to say, I, sure. Like when we're in Disney, who knows? Maybe maybe then I can tweet. Yeah, because you know there's Wi-Fi all over the place now, so hopefully we'll have a good 
uh, reception. And actually, the week that we're going is the end of Christmas and uh, the week the weekends between the end of Christmas and race weekend because race weekends right after we leave. Okay. Yeah, because uh, the Disney marathons the weekend after isn't not this coming weekend but next weekend. Well, hopefully everyone's going back to school when we get there. We'll have a nice easy path to to yeah, go and it do should the be good. That, do the things that we want to do because we're yeah. not. It, it's going to be. Very short time there, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah, short, but you know it should be good. Yeah, just enough. Uh, but yeah, we're looking forward. We're gonna touch down there early in the morning. Hopefully, our room's ready, and if not, we're definitely grabbing some lunch somewhere, and then we're gonna hit the ground running. Mm-hmm. There's gonna be a lot of lost uh, uh, hours of sleep. That's okay. <laughs> it's gonna be well worth it, you know, for the most part. Um, Does a contemporary have a spa? I might go get a massage or something at some point. I don't know. You can go for it. Yeah, census is too far away. I mean, yeah. Well, I guess you. Can- on a monorail line. Oh, monorail's not too bad. Yeah. Then I could just meet you in the park. <laughs> no, I'm not talking about the day I get there. I'm talking like somewhere in between. I'm going to be too psyched by the time I get there. I'm oh, yeah. Somewhere in between or something. Oh, well, yeah. There you go. Yeah. You can figure that out. Yeah. You can figure it out. If you listen to us on iTunes or download, leave us a rating and a review. Mm-hmm. You can tell us how awesome we are. <laughs> you know, and, and if you have anything else to say, just don't. <laughs> yeah, it, you can either email improvements to uh, our de- our department of improvement department, <laughs> magicourway@gmail.com. But anyway, yeah, if, listen. I guess ratings and stuff on iTunes are a great thing, so go for it. Uh, I think it helps. I'm not too sure. I and, know. and judge our field reports kind of gingerly because we're going to be doing them and trying to update and post them as soon as we do them. Yeah, so to, it's going to be rough cut current, stuff. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's not going to be heavily produced, edited, or anything like that. Not like we do that to any of these shows, but yeah. we at least have a sound. Well, you'll have your your i you'll have your iPad there. Yeah, right? the, yeah, I'll have it there, but I don't know. If, well, I have to figure that out. Nah, yeah. nah, no. It, don't expect any bells and whistles. It'll just be us ranting. Yeah, it'll just be us. Yeah, so it'll be good. Um, I guess I think I covered all the bases. I, I can't I think, think at the have. moment. Yeah. So anyway, I guess we'll let's end the show. Um, so on that note, my name is Kevin, and my name is Danny. Magic out.